You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. What's up and welcome everyone to another exciting edition of G Wondering. I am your bad friend Rafe Houston and today we are going to be covering all of the action from the G1 Climax 32 from this Sunday the 7th of August in Osaka in another Okada Shorts short episode. That's right, G Wondering continues and it's all about night 13 I'm broadcasting to you live from a rainy warehouse in Perth, Western Australia. I don't know if you can hear that rain coming in, uh, but due to the extreme weather, I had to drive my wife to work, so I was not able to use my studio, (laughs) and I'm using an amazing new microphone that was sent to me by the lovely people at Audio Technica. Um, I can't reveal what that is yet because I think it's still under embargo, but uh, yeah, I'm using it now impromptuly into my Surface tablet to still get out content to you ASAP. So, without further ado, and before my co-workers start rocking in, I'm going to knock out this night for you right now. It kicked off with block action from Hanare versus Evil in a match to keep Hanare alive in the G1 tournament. Unfortunately, that wasn't the way it was going to go down, but it was another great showing from Hanare. He's been turning heads all tournament and just proves to be like one of the most powerful and devastating strikers in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, there was this great whip he did to Evil on the outside, um, flicking, flipping him over the railing, completely stuffing him up. But right from the beginning, it was more Evil House of Torture BS from the start. Um, though there was some fun stuff from Marty, the referee, accidentally hitting Hanare, which got Hanare um, all angry uh, and served to distract him as well. The referees have actually all been really fun this tournament. Um, there was a huge rampage tackle from Hanare. Um, he kicked out of the Darkness Falls, which is kind of like Evil's you know, first finisher kind of thing, which... I know for Hanare in the past, he, he wouldn't often, you know, get many kickouts or things like that. He'd often get put down, so that was like a pretty big deal. Um, and then, yeah, there was some shenanigans with the chair, and then it took Evil's main finisher that everything is evil to beat Hanare and essentially mathematically eliminate him from the G1 tournament. I don't think anybody thought, you know, Hanare was going to win the tournament, but it did a great job in opening people's eyes to his potential and I can't wait to see what they're going to do with him going forward because I think he's really made an impact. Uh, Next up was Bad Luck Farley versus Filthy Tom Lawler. Is it worth saying this may be Farley's best tournament ever? He's been absolutely killing it, man. He's had such good matches. Um, He's actually been pulling like some pretty cool moves. 
sweet spear. There was like a devastating, like running, jumping elbow to Filthy Tom when he was on the ground. It was really good. Um, Tom's got that New Day style clap with his song over so hard. Like the fans love him so much. Um, Farley also was thinking outside the box as well. Like he was trying to stop uh, Filthy Tom from getting back in and like, disconnected all the blue railings and piled them on top of him. It was only through the help of Royce Isaacs that he got free. Um, Filthy was basically just working Farley's legs the whole time, you know, chopping the big man down. Um, he kicked out of the grenade, which is a really big deal. People have kicked out of that before, but even then, that's still one of his bigger finishes. Um, there was a really cool corner DDT. Um, and yeah, in the end, though... Oh, oh, mate, Filthy managed to get the win clean with his his big knee to the back of the head and also revealed that he has uh, G1 kicks on, which were pretty fresh. So big win for Tom Lawler. Um, next up for was uh, Juice versus ELP. Um, ELP's jacket was very sparkly. They, they never quite can get the camera lighting right on his jacket, but the scrolling thing on the back of his jacket said, you know, Bullet Club 44444 life. Uh, they're, they're talking about how they're going to have this clean, professional wrestling match. You know, they're two friends and they respect each other. But it's really bullshit. They're doing, like, fart jokes and, and all this stuff. The commentary are like, this is the G1 Climax, right? This is, like, premier tournament in wrestling? Okay, yeah, cool. Just checking. Legendary building? Yep, okay, cool. Uh, so they're doing bullshit, but then both try and cheat. They say they're going to kill each other and they're super mad, but then they do like an arm wrestling tournament, which is also super stupid. But then Juice picks up his chair, fucking wastes uh, ELP when he's not looking, drags him up to the top of the ramp and delivers a devastating um, pile driver on him on the ramp. ELP narrowly gets back into the ring before the 20 count is over. Kevin Kelly's like, Oh no, and the damage is done. And Juice says, that's right, the damage is done, Kevin, as he proceeds to try and uh, powerbomb uh, ELP. Uh, but it's it's crazy, man. Like some of the stuff, ELP drags him out and puts his head like through the table, like smashes Juice's head into the table so many times his head's basically through it. He goes to do a tightrope walking moonsault, falls off it, but then runs through the ring, bounces off the ropes, come back and does like a ridiculous tope kind of front flip onto Juice. Um, but in the end, ELP loses his patience. He hits Juice with a chair in front of the ref and gets disqualified. And in his post-match comments, he's like, what am I even doing? So again, more kind of hints that maybe ELP isn't happy with his kind of standings in life and a change may be coming for him. Uh, Next up was Ishii versus Chase. I'm just going to have a quick sip of coffee because it's cold as hell in here. Ah, delicious. If you need an instant coffee, the Robert Tim's bags are so good. Uh, Ishii versus Chase it was essentially kind of like Chase's metamorphosis or at least settling in to the role of full, you know, southern Memphis heel is complete, you know, and they gave him that big win over a big match icon in Ishii and, and he's essentially saying to you know Chris Childed and stuff they said I've got no pride and everything like that how's that feel and then his post-match comments were really interesting too he's like so what if I lose 80% of the time this is New Japan Pro Wrestling this is the best wrestling in the world this is better than most of you could do on your best day 
I, I'm dealing with the best. It's hard to win here. So if I'm doing that and I'm getting paid, you know, more than most of you are getting paid in three months or maybe a year doing wrestling, who's the real loser? So I kind of like where Chase is going here. They're really sort of uh, rehabilitating him away from like an out-and-out job guy for Bullet Club and making him dangerous. And that is interesting, I think. Next up was Jonah versus Okada. And man, they t- they really sold this as like the second coming of like Vader versus Anoki. You know, they, in commentary, they're telling the story of a monster coming to slay like the biggest star in the business. And man, Okada did a good job selling that. He was so good for, you know, for a guy who's normally so dominant and stuff. He's so good at being the underdog as well. Um, and the the finish was just so devastating. It was it was so clear. It was like, catches him for a powerbomb into the Black Forest bomb, into the torpedo splash. The crowd are screaming. Like, maybe the loudest I've heard them since the pandemic era. Like, audibly yelling. Chris Charlton saying things like, Okada supporters are heading for the exits. Jonah supporters are standing up in their seats, jumping to their feet, you know, selling it like it was a huge cataclysmic event in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And yeah, just great pictures painted by the commentary team there. And yeah, they sold it like it's a really big deal. I didn't expect Jonah to lose to Yano, but when they did, it wasn't surprising that he then had all that time off to give people a chance to forget about it and then just have him go on an absolute tear. I don't know if he's going to win the block, but he's he's finishing high in it, and I think they've got big plans for what they're going to do for Jonah. After the match, he said how a year ago he was he was essentially you know fired from WWE. And now, a year later, he's pinned the best wrestler in the world. So, yeah, I can't wait to see what's next, man. And it's pretty crazy to see an Australian guy doing that. So, it was awesome to see. What a night of wrestling. Like, I absolutely loved it. I hope you can all hear it okay on this mic in the back of this rainy warehouse. Um, but it has been an absolutely great time running it down for you. I'll just quickly run down our standings as it stands. So all the tips, I actually got every tip right that night. So current tips are Rafe on 36, Curtis on 30, Travis on 29, Amy on 30, and Mo on 32. Uh, And who we've got coming up next is Yoshihashi versus Yujiro, and I have picked... Yoshihashi, uh, it is Sonata versus Chase Owens, and I've picked Sonata. Tama Tonga versus Tai Chi, and I've picked Tama Tonga. Jonah versus Lance, and I've picked Jonah. And Naito versus Kenta, and I have picked Naito. So let's see if I can clean sweep it all over again. That would be hot, because I would love to win this as I hit that microphone with my phone. Hope it was not too loud for you all. Lastly, I just want to say, if you want to check me out online, check out at Faces Feels Cast to see my interview series. You can check out my good friend, Curtis Spears, at Eldestructo83. You can check out the amazing people at the Count Out Podcast Network, at Count Out Pod, and also check out our new Patreon that helps support everybody on the Count Out Podcast Network. There's amazing content in there, and it helps... Uh, essentially kind of reimburse 
and support the podcasters who put so much time in to entertain you for free, which is really nice. It's our naive business model, as Curtis says it much more eloquently than me, and I do it because it's fun. But hey, if there was to ever be money for doing this, that would be great, because then I wouldn't need a podcast in the back of a rainy warehouse at uh, eight in the morning before I start a, you know, a full shift of work. Um, also, if you ever want a theme like ours, whether you're a wrestler, a podcaster, a YouTuber, a Twitch streamer, whatever, hit up my boy Owen at Riff Your Pod. And lastly, rate and subscribe, listen or die. Check out our link tree, linktr.e slash Okada Shorts for all those links. Keep it right, keep it tight, and most importantly, keep it what? Short. Count Out Podcast.